Welcome everybody back after a long-awaited departure to the Weekly Wilson Podcast. You can email the show at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. I am your warm and cozy host, Brian Wilson. And I'm your rough-and-tumble woodsy host, Jay Wilson. Yeah. Just pre-pod, you told me you're feeling real handsome. I'm feeling extremely handsome, Brian. Yeah, There's... well, I was... <laughs> Go, describe your handsomeness to me. Well, Brian, I'm wearing a... Uh, my first shirt that I'm wearing... I'm wearing two shirts. Um, first one is a short sleeve Henley that uh, is looks distressed. Um, mm-hmm. And it really features the chest hair. And then I'm over top of that wearing an open flannel button-up. All right. Not one of those flannel t-shirts that you've seen in my wardrobe so much. <laughs> um, I hear they're coming back. But combined with that, I got the man bun popping, just the right mm-hmm. amount of flyaway hairs. Yeah, it's kind of like a shovel. low bun. Yeah, low bun and the mustache and sideburns. <laughs> the mustache and sideburns. With is that the a relic beard coming in? Is that a relic from Halloween? Uh, so it would be a relic from Halloween if I used it for Halloween, but it was more of a, uh, it, it was in the aftermath of Halloween, um, but I was Jesus for the one costume, and then after that I needed to do a change, because, you know, change is good, um, mm-hmm. and I decided to dive headlong, or should I say lip long, into Movember, <laughs> so I shaved in a mustache. Okay. And nice. I felt that the mustache couldn't be lonely, so I left aggressive sideburns. Yeah, I'm digging it. I'm here for it. Thank you. Um, Jay, also I see is once again eating quite a bit while recording. Oh, yeah. Well, Brian, when you give me 20 minutes before the pod, when I'm just sitting there, <laughs> it jumps me into another... It's like, it's like tax brackets, alright? I thought that I was coming in and doing a podcast within five minutes, so I was all set for a bowl of cereal. But um, then you said 20 minutes, so then, of course, I had to make bruschetta. Um, <laughs> <laughs> only, uh, well, I, don't, I don't have balsamic glaze, so it was just really wet. I used balsamic vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry I gave you the unacceptable notice of 20 minutes. I'm sorry I couldn't be ready on 10 minutes notice. Yeah. But. You weren't even ready on 20 minutes notice. You were doing a Pokemon battle. Well, okay, I was ready on 15 minutes notice, and then I was like, well, he's probably going to not be here for another five minutes, so I decided to start a Pokemon battle. Well, I offered you ten, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I wanted, I, I don't know, I knew I was going to need more, so I just jumped to 20, and I only need, well, actually, I didn't even finish what I was doing, why I needed more time. Oh. I was like, you know what, forget it, I'll just do it after the podcast. Let's do it live! Let me bend my life to Jay's will. Yeah, well, Brian... Well, the point I wanted to make was that I wore a flannel to Aldi recently. Oh. Um, yeah, because you're wearing a flannel and you felt handsome. And I wore a flannel to Aldi and a guy rolled up on a motorcycle, took off his helmet and said, Hey, I like your outfit, man. And I was like, thank you. He said outfit? <laughs> yeah, he said I like your whole outfit right now. Well, so you had the flannel on. You had jeans, I assume. I had, yeah, I had my Walmart jeans and my uh, Kinvara 7s. Yeah, I don't get it. Was it a buttoned-up flannel? Yeah. Yeah. Gee, Brian, yeah. I haven't buttoned up a flannel in years. See, here's the thing. 
is recently I went to wear a flannel. A lot of my flannels, Jay, believe it or not, are a little too small for me. Yeah. So I'd like to wear a t-shirt under them and just wear them over. Mm-hmm. So I had this dark blue flannel with like yellow accents. And I have an almost identically colored... I'm going to say it. I'm going to say identically colored. Like navy blue, plain, like made to be an undershirt, shirt. Question. So, so I look at Sydney and I go, hey... Can I wear these together? And she said, absolutely not. <laughs> what do you question. think of that? What can well, you make of this? I agree. But... Um, what, what am I supposed to wear under it? Any other color of shirt, Brian. Um, well, that's my only plain shirt in my wardrobe. You don't have any plain shirts? I love plain shirts. Nope. You don't, I don't have any don't shirts with to, planes on them. You don't need to have a plain shirt to wear underneath that. Well, yeah, but I feel like if it has a pattern, then it's, you're getting aggressive. Well, Brian, if you'll recall, I wore my this. I think this exact flannel over top of my Cicada Summer Sex Fest shirt. You did. I thought that was a great outfit. Okay, maybe I need to tinker with this a little bit. Yeah, do some tinker. Sydney also vetoed the Hawaiian shirt over the Hawaiian shirt, which I thought was a golden idea. Wait, the Hawaiian shirt over the Hawaiian shirt? Yeah. Like one buttoned I mean, up Hawaiian shirt and one unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Okay, Brian, it's, it's just like, it's funny if you <laughs> think that you're, like, serious, but when everyone else can tell that you're also joking, it's just sad. No. <laughs> That's why I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> well, see, because I have some that are form-fitting, and then some that I got from Grandpa that are just all billowy. Uh, yes. So I was like, yeah. His, just, uh, <laughs> Hawaiian shower curtains. Yeah. Just stand by for my Hawaiian wedding suit. That's That's coming. Hawaiian nightgown. Well, oh wait, because did you say you are getting, or no, it was just theorized that if you were to get married on Friday, you'd have to wear a Hawaiian tuxedo. I am getting married on a Friday. Oh, it is decided, okay. And I have already purchased, no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I did pitch Hawaiian suit to Sydney, and she said, maybe a Hawaiian undershirt for the reception. And I was like, okay, so you have your starting bids. I think you can work your way up to a Hawaiian bow tie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I want. Maybe, like, Hawaiian shoes? Like, okay, how about a Hawaiian, like, vest? Yeah, yeah. You wearing Ooh. a jacket. Yeah. And if you're wearing a Hawaiian vest, you might as well have a Hawaiian bow tie. Yeah, and if you're gonna have a Hawaiian bow tie, you might as well have a Hawaiian wedding cape. And if you're gonna have a Hawaiian wedding cape, you might as well be on a surfboard. <laughs> and we might as well be in Hawaii. Yeah. What were we doing? Getting married. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Brian. I think we should start this podcast the way we start every podcast. <laughs> With a question? Yes. Okay. Why? Why not? All right. Why? On to segment two. Um, <laughs> did, would you like to speak about your weekend? My This past weekend? Sure. Oh, wait, I was thinking I was thinking we could start this podcast the way we start every podcast by apologizing for missing last week. Oh yeah, so we never talked about Halloween, did we? No, yeah, we got some stuff to catch up on. So My much life? in fact that I think we might not even have to go on any digressions, so I'm glad we've avoided it thus far. Yeah. Well, we're we're staying a course for sure. Um mm-hmm. Well, shoot. Um Would you like to regale me with your Halloween first or 
Yeah, so I'll say um, Halloween was part of the reason why we didn't record because <clears throat> it. Thank you. Um, it left us both <laughs> left us both in a wake of uh, <laughs> I don't know sorrow. <laughs> it was my life was in shambles. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna. It was uh, catastrophic. I'll say that in a word. <laughs> yeah, so for me, it was my first uh, experience of, I hear this happens when you get older, where um, you drink a lot, as yeah. as people do, and you're hungover, and then the next day after the hangover, you realize, wait a minute, I'm just sick. This this hangover has turned into like a three-day cold. Wait, is that is that so? You think the cause was the hangover, or was the cause just depressed immune immune, immune system? I think my immune system was not operating the at full force. The tides were way out of whack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's a bummer. Uh, see, my, when you said moo, my mind went uh, my mind went to cows, and I was trying to think of a cow-related pun, but you nailed it. You were on another level. Yeah, lunar. Um. Well, Brian, I Dare also... I say your joke was out of this world. Go on. <laughs> yes. Um, Brian, I also got sick. And I don't know if it was from my hangover or what have you, but I feel like we're going to ha- be able to draw a lot of parallels. Yeah. Okay. So we'll start with me. Yeah. So, Halloween... Jay. Oh boy. Um, so Sydney's friend was in town, Erica, so it was great to have her. Just elevated the experience all around. Yeah. Um, but Halloween Day. So one of my beefs with Wilmington that I've developed recently is the fact that they don't have an Oktoberfest. Which, I feel like every city should have an Oktoberfest, but I guess the farther south you go, the less prevalent they are. Well, I don't know. What percentage of cities do you think have an Oktoberfest? Because I know well, Cincinnati's Cincinnati's big on it. Yeah, Cincinnati is a huge German population, so that's why we're huge with it. But I really think it just matters how many German people there are and how many Midwestern people there are. Really, however many sectors of society love brats are in that <laughs> yeah. area, I think that's is fair. the determining factor. <laughs> There's like a critical mass of people who will eat brats. <laughs> yeah, you get them together and Oktoberfest just manifests. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt that, like, there's probably Oktoberfests in, like, Wisconsin that have almost zero German influence that is just, yeah. well, we get beer and brats, like... And weenie like, dogs. It's gonna be like any other weekend, I guess, but <laughs> more, more beer and and more brats. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can get behind that. <laughs> and some funny hats. <laughs> what do you mean funny hats? Is, is there something I don't know about? I don't know, you know, like Lederhosen? I feel like there's a special hat that goes with that. I feel like most people are looking at the Lederhosen, though. <laughs> yeah, but the, there's, like, the green. It's almost like a Peter Pan hat. Was Peter Pan German? I think he was... Was Peter Pan a boy? Yes. Well, I know he was a boy, but, like, was he just a boy? Was he a real boy? That's what, For a second there, I was about to say that Peter Pan was a puppet. But, <laughs> no, that's wrong. <laughs> I think he was much more than a boy. I think he was like a regular boy, but then somebody told him to grow up, and then he was just like, no, I'll never grow old, and then he went to Neverland. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, maybe part fairy? I think he has some, uh, some, uh, what's that, what's that realm called? Neverland? Fae? He has some fae in him. I guess, is is Neverland just the Feywild from a different culture? Well, Brian, 
Only time will tell. So anyways. Um, so Halloween. Yeah, Wilmington kind of reconciled the fact that they don't have an Oktoberfest by the fact that they have a beer fest. Ooh. Which is extremely fitting because Wilmington has a countless number of breweries. So uh, this beer fest was... I feel like that's a throwaway fact. Oh, do you? Everybody's got breweries at this point. I think it's yes. almost like you would have to just mention if your city did not have breweries. Jay, how many breweries can you name in Cincinnati? Brian? <laughs> not a lot, but that's because I'm 21. I think I could 25. name I think I could name 10 breweries off the top of my head in Wilmington, no problem. And I feel like that's a lot. Well, okay, you're at the brewery phase of life. If you ask me to name bars where your feet stick to the floor, I'm sure that I could best you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying I've lived a lot of places, and I think Wilmington has one of, if not the highest, brewery density for, like, the size of city that it is and the population and stuff. Do you recall how many breweries were on Front Street back home? Okay, yeah, Cuyahoga Falls is coming around too, but I still don't think it's matching Wilmington. That's fair, I guess, but I don't know. Like, I feel like Cuyahoga Falls was turning into a brewery city. Was it? Maybe. I don't I just know. I feel like everybody has breweries. I mean, everyone has breweries, but Wilmington has a noticeable, like, surplus of them. Hmm. I think. Do you know why breweries are popular? Because people like beer. Well, Brian, because if you want to be an independent brewer, mm -hmm. there's almost no licensing necessary for you to sell it at your brewery. Interesting. You don't need, like, a, what is it? You don't need a distributor if you sell it at your right. own brewery. But you have to go through a bunch of paperwork and, like, nonsense if you want to sell your beer anywhere other than where you brew it. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But also, I think every brewery that I've gone to sells their beer in other places also. Like the big ones. No, like every. I guess all the ones in Wilmington sell their beer around Wilmington, but I think if you left Wilmington, you'd be probably hard pressed to get it. But it's like any of the breweries, you can get their beer at a restaurant or at the beer store. Ah, uh, yes. Eh, maybe not at all the beer stores. Yeah. Like you couldn't get it in a grocery store. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, Jay, in Wilmington, there's a ton of breweries. So yeah. this beer fest. Is just all the breweries get booths, and then it's sixty dollars for a ticket, Brews. and then it's, and then it's all you can drink <laughs> for four hours. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, and I'm talking like a hundred booths, maybe. Broods. He broods. Yes, <laughs> the technical term. <laughs> so we went to that. That started at. Wait, 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 hold up. A hundred breweries in, uh, okay, now you, now you have my attention, Brian. So for the, for the beer fest, they they were not all from Wilmington. They were from okay. all over North Carolina. Okay, okay, okay. But I'd say at least 99 were from Wilmington. <laughs> there was one from Raleigh. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'd say, that's a rough estimate, but I'd say a hundred booths. Wow. Booths. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously you gotta try to hit all of them. Of course. Um, <laughs> there was also a wine section, but uh, the wine tickets were separate. But Sydney uh, still managed to swindle her way into getting some wine anyway. But, uh -huh. So I don't think they were too strict. 
Anyways, um, so we went to that first, and that was from one to five, I think. Mm. So we, me and Sydney did. Sydney and I completed a full lap ah. of the entire. We uh, towards the end we started skipping some. We would go up to the front and be like, "Oh, it's just IPAs." Next. <laughs> And then wait, um, so were you getting like flight-sized beers? You get you had a four-ounce glass, so yeah, flight-sized. Okay. And some people were pouring pretty light, but other people were pouring pretty heavy. So, yeah. um, needless to say, we drank a lot of beer. And then by the end of that, there are some comical videos, Jay, of us trying to like get an Uber and get home. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, just stumbling down the sidewalk. Sydney's reciting the alphabet. She's very concerned about not making it to Z. Um, <laughs> oh, wow, okay. <laughs> because she kept saying it, and then we would be like, Sydney, we have to go this way, or like we'd interrupt her. And then there's, there's just a hilarious moment in one video where we're trying to get to the Uber, and Sydney's like, but what about Z? And we're like, Sydney. <laughs> oh, man. So that was fun. Um, and then we make it home, and then the goal was to have an intermission. I'm a big fan of intermissions in They're drinking great move. endeavors. Yeah. yeah. So Sydney goes in our room, passes out. Sydney's friend, Erica, also... She's, she's our friend. Our friend, Erica, I think... I don't know if she passed out or not, but she was also, like, taking a break. Yeah. Um, my friend, Justin, showed up. Because he, he was potentially going to pick us up from Beer Fest, but he was ah. busy with other things. But that, so he was able to meet us at home, like, shortly after we got there. So I also wanted a break. And in my mind, during this intermission, I was taking it easy. I was gathering myself for the rest of the night. But what I remember in hindsight is that I was hanging out with Justin, still drinking the whole time. Ah. So I, I was drinking some Vizzies out of our fridge. Vizzies? Yes. <laughs> so my intermission was not actually inter an intermission, ah. which really ruined the rest of the night for me. Oh, because yeah. then, when we were reflecting on it the next day, so then from there, the first bar we went to was Satellite. We went to a few bars downtown. Yeah. So we were reflecting, and I was like, yeah, Satellite was the first bar we went to, and I was thinking, I was like, I should really remember what happened there, shouldn't I? And then I was like, wait a minute, no, because I kept drinking at home, and then I was like... As drunk as I was at the end of Beer Fest when we got to Satellite, and then the rest is history. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, we did go to Satellite, and then we went to Real Cafe, which I was mad about because there was a really long line and you had to pay a cover, and I was like, this place is stupid, I don't want to go here. And Sydney's like, Brian, this is where we met. And I was like, I don't care, who do they think they are? <laughs> <laughs> But then we went up there, and then we met up with someone else at another place, Barbary Coast. One of our other friends was, like, getting food there. Yeah, knife bar. Um, no, not Barbary Coast. Bourbon Street. Sorry. Those are kind of similar. Um, but, yeah. It was just a whirlwind. You know how it goes. Yeah. But I, I was Ash Ketchum. Sydney was nice. Pikachu. Love it. Uh, I was astonished to find the... the there's is a... Significant difference in the number of people that recognize Pikachu and the number of people that recognize Ash Ketchum. I thought they were, like, a dynamic duo. But, like, 90% of people recognize Pikachu and, like, 30% of people recognize Ash Ketchum. Yeah, I think you just gotta... I think it's a function, really, of how much Pikachu merchandise is there and how much Ash Ketchum merchandise is there out there. That's fair. Yeah. Just, when I think of Pokemon, I think of Ash Ketchum. 
I can, first, maybe. Well, I don't know about that, Brian, because I don't, I don't believe that you believe that. Because think about, if you just think of Pokemon, when was the last time you really thought hard about Ash Ketchum? Here's my, my knee-jerk thought train when I hear Pokemon. I hear Squirtle Pokemon... <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the gangster Squirtles. No, that is I a hear... fever dream that I don't believe existed. Like I was scared of the Squirtle Gang. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix if you want to watch it. The Squirtle Gang? Yeah, Pokemon Indigo League. It's is like that... the first. It's the first ever season of Pokemon, I think, and that episode is in that season. Like, what were they just like freelance intimidating Squirtles that like They're... formed a pack? I don't know. I didn't get there. Me and Sydney watched the first two or three. Oh my word. I remember the episode where he has to save Charmander. Where he has to shave Charmander. Uh, you're <laughs> a bald Charmander. <laughs> yeah, that's why all the Charmander's bald. You think that orange stuff is skin, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fur. Um, but yeah, so here's my thought train when I hear Pokemon. five nipples, apparently. <laughs> it's a girl. <laughs> When I hear Pokemon, Jay, yeah. I hear Pokemon, and I think, Pokemon! And then I think, gotta catch them all! And I just jump straight into the theme song, yeah. and then the theme song immediately makes me think of Ash Ketchum with all his Pokemon. You know what, Brian? We were reflecting on how we overlooked Pokemon being anime. Mm-hmm. That theme song's a dead giveaway. It's got abnormal amounts yeah. of hype. It talks about the power of friendship. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, man. That's God, why it's one of the best the songs of all time. Best. That's why that song gets played at parties to this day. Yeah. Oh, man. What a wild ride. Mm-hmm. So, how so, was yeah, the next day? That was, uh, next day was not great. Um, had a, I had a stomach hangover. Not much yeah. of a head... Actually, no, I think it was a head hangover, too. It's hard to focus but on that, a head hangover when you got a stomach hangover. Yeah, but then, uh, what did we do? Because I know we carved pumpkins, because we wanted to have pumpkins on our porch for Halloween. I carved the Critical Role logo into I my pumpkin. That. Yeah, I think it was pretty good. I thought it was um, good. Sydney carved a Pikachu. Classic. And then, but the pumpkin carving came way later. I went for a run right after pumpkin carving, and that made me feel better. But everything before that, I don't remember. Did we have to get groceries? I don't know. The day was a blur. Oh, we watched The Lorax. Huh. That was the first thing we did when we woke up. That movie would not be my hangover movie of choice. No. It would be sad. I need something uplifting. Yeah. Dude, I don't know what was up with me, but I cried a lot while we were watching it. Yeah. It is sad. It's very sad. It's quite sad. Yeah. And then, but then the end is so, like, Good. it comes back, and then it just really hits you, and then you cry even more. Yeah. Which yeah. is not something that can be said about the book. They leave nope, you in the, the depths. Book, the book ends in the dark. Yeah. So I think to make it a well-rounded kids movie, they had to give it a positive ending. But yeah, yeah the book is the much cowards. more, the book really hits the lesson home a lot better. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, Sydney and that's and, where we S- are now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, Sydney and Erica both had never seen the Lorax before. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, you gotta watch this." We literally turned on the Amazon Fire Stick, 
And then on the home screen, I scrolled down like two spots and saw the Lorax. I was like, how about the Lorax? And they're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we picked it. We, uh, well, Brian, I had a similar movie experience that I will reveal after my Halloween, after my Halloween weekend because it chronologically came after it. Okay. But only if you're done regaling me with your Lorax tales. Um, no, that was pretty much it. Okay. Well, Brian, I'm going to have some uh, candid meta conversation about the podcast. How much of my uh, college debauchery are we really aiming to immortalize in podcast form? <laughs> <laughs> are you, uh, will my answer affect the story you tell <laughs> next? Well, like, I mean, okay, all cards on the table. We all know I drank a lot. Uh-huh. And we all know that it didn't end well. <laughs> okay. How Spoiler much, alert. How much between the beginning and the end do we want to do we want to know? I'd say highlights. Like what I try to do with these kinds of stories since we're doing meta podcast talk. If you can pick top 3 highlights, okay. I think that's good. So, Brian, mm-hmm. I made my costume the afternoon of. It turned out great. First of all, I stopped over at my friend's house. I had I knew I wanted to be Jesus for Halloween because I had the beard and the hair mm-hmm. and I'd never done yeah. it before. Um but I had yet to plan or construct my costume in any sort of fashion, mm-hmm. which was stressing me out because I had a lot of schoolwork and I couldn't find a good gap in my schedule till it came to Friday afternoon. I'm trying to get my costume together. Mm-hmm. Um, I call up my friend Imogen, who's Imogen. Is... What? I'm just shocked. Yeah, it's one of the new characters in Critical Role. <laughs> yeah, I, I recently told her that as well. But uh, uh-huh. also, would you happen to know that it's a reference to a Shakespearean character? Oh, I would not. Yeah, and it was actually a misspelling. Shakespeare meant for it to be Inogen. Ah. Yes. But he fat-fingered his feather quill? Yes, I guess. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Well, well, wait, where was the... Where was the who, so, did Shakespeare spell it wrong? Because I feel like he could have fixed it. Yeah, he spelled it wrong. And then he, he didn't fix it. He rolled with it. Ah, improv. Yes, and. Acting. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so Imogen, she she said, I have some thing. I have a couple things that might work. And then pulled out essentially a fully ready Jesus costume. It was like <laughs> a smock that was like white and shimmery. And then another piece of cloth that I was able to like drape over it. And like a rope that I could tie around my waist. And then she helped me make a crown of thorns out of wire and clay. And then, like, wow. we it. And it was, like, within Wh- one that, hour. That's a lot of effort. Yeah. And no, she just, she was at the ready with this, very with crafty. clay? She has clay in her house? This is a very crafty young woman. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she really came in clutch because before I knew it, I had a great Jesus costume. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get all dressed. I, uh, the plan was to meet... Kelly and friends at their domicile um, on Ohio Ave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get there, but before that, I have the revelation between creating the costume and going there that I need to drink wine tonight. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there was the picture of you drinking wine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... Uh, Sydney saw it and showed it to me, and she's like, who just drinks that much wine like that? And I'm like, well, to be fair, it was probably water right before he started drinking it. That's what I'm saying, man. It was a slippery slope. Yeah. But, um, I kept trying to drink water. 
But uh, yeah, so I went with a $9 liter and a half bottle of sangria as my uh, weapon of choice. Solid choice. Yeah, and um, so, you know, this is, this is my period of life in which debauchery is reaching its heights. So mm-hmm. I set out with the goal that this particular Halloween, I want to be like months and weeks from now when I go on separate drinking ventures, I want to be like, well... I'm pretty drunk right now, but I'm not as drunk as I was on Halloween 21. <laughs> yeah. So, slammed the bottle of wine as fast as I could. It was like 9.30 I... p.m., I think, by the time I was <laughs> I love going into drinking and saying, like, tonight, I'm, I'm going to set records. <laughs> Tonight's going to be a night. I'm drinking aggressively tonight. You know, I'm very goal-oriented, Brian. Yeah, because a lot of times, we've talked about how a lot of times you just get to the end of the night and you're like, how did I get here? Yeah. Which, those nights are good too, but I like the nights where you attack it. No, yeah, I was ferocious, Brian. And honestly, okay, so I finished the bottle of wine at 9.30pm while we're at party number one. Mm-hmm. Um, also, en route to party number one... Uh, first, I, I um, inspired several other members of the party to buy bottles of wine along the oh, way. Oh, no. Um, but the public response to being dressed as Jesus, Brian, is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're in a large density of drunk college kids roaming about, uh-huh. also in costume. They're very excited to see Jesus on the sidewalk. Yeah, who wouldn't be? Yeah, and then also see him sneak away from the like busyness of the street to pick a slug out of a large bottle of wine. <laughs> it's not easy being Jesus in the modern day. No, you know, you gotta... Anyway, open anyway. containers Open containers used to not be a thing. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Any, any, any eggs. So, I was constantly just like forgiving people, you know, as I do. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> telling people to go in peace. It was a great... Yeah. I was putting out great vibes. It was like, I was getting great vibes back. Nobody's angry to see Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. but we get to the first party, I f- polish off the bottle of wine real early in the evening. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, then I, it was like I was in a, a race, Brian. I really didn't want to let off the gas, you know? Yeah, okay. So then I discovered that a copious amount of jello shots have been prepared at this party. I started knocking those back real quick. Okay. Um, so I think I had about like a, I don't know like a half dozen Jello shots or something. <laughs> it's like deviled eggs going down smooth. It really it's honestly akin to deviled eggs. I didn't notice that until you said it just now. Jello yeah, Jello shots are the deviled eggs of or deviled eggs. I'm trying to think how to say this analogy. <laughs> deviled eggs are to Thanksgiving as Jello shots are to binge drinking. Yes, or um, just drinking. I don't know. I don't know. Because at that point, I was floating. I consumed all the alcohol I had brought, but I was like, well, I'm I'm still like, I'm I'm in it to win it, guys. I need to, mm-hmm. I was like. Was need almost, more fuel. Yeah, yeah. I was really attacking the evening. So. Someone give me some gasoline. <laughs> no. um, but, anyway, so I had a great time at that party. Um, and then, the only thing, Brian, flash forward for a second to when I'm irreparably damaged the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> The only thing that was like, you know how you have something that's like, ah, oh, I drank that, that tastes horrible now, or I, that, the thought of that makes me sick. Yeah. One of my friends showed up to that party with a, fo- with a gold-flavored Four loco. Not sure oh, what flavor the... gold is. It's the best flavor. <laughs> it's the one I always get. He kept handing it to me, and I was, like, taking slugs of it, because I was in it to win it. Uh-huh. You know? So, yeah. that was, I drank not a 
large amount of that, but it was the only thing that I recalled having an extreme distaste for. Yeah. Um, so, I, uh, we left that party eventually and went to a running club party. And, Brian, I've told you the, the precedent that I've set as president. Uh-huh. The president yeah. precedent. Yes. <laughs> I'm familiar. Yeah. Um, so, if anybody can best me in a beer shotgunning competition, they get to be president of Run Club. Yeah, it's in the bylaws now. Which results in many a challenge being lobbed my way when I am surrounded by many Running Club members. Alright, everybody, line up. Maybe one of us can get him. Yeah, so at that point, I was not in great shape. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the... I had really laid the groundwork for the night to carry me on in the weeks preceding that night because <laughs> then I was just a victim of circumstance. I wouldn't say a victim. I did it to myself. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so it it went severely downhill. Well, depends on how you're looking at it because I accomplished my <laughs> goals, Brian. You know, it's like right. it went horrendously, but in the best way possible and in the way that I honestly planned, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we're trying to leave the party eventually, after I had shotgun several beers, and um, it's pouring rain. It was like misting the whole night, and I knew that I was going to get soaked. Mm-hmm. So then eventually, the person who drove us to the run club party, who was not drinking for the evening, we just missed him getting out of there, which was a huge Oh, mistake. no. <laughs> pouring rain the whole walk back. It was like, a, like a, I'd say at least a half mile, maybe more of a walk back. Oh, no. So it was just drenched i was walking with kelly kelly was dressed as uh, rachel green from mm-hmm. friends yeah um but yeah we were just soaked to the bone by the time we got back to kelly's house and luckily i had packed sweats so good i was able to get cozy but the night ended with um you know certain amounts of regurgitation i wasn't <laughs> out of control everything was taken mm-hmm. care of I was in the restroom. Um, Woke up. More regurgitation. I was in shambles. (laughs) Um, But I also had to wake up and immediately play D&D. Oh, no. So I, like, like, shuffle into the room where D&D occurs, holding (laughs) my bucket. Was this in person? Yes. Oh, oh, wow. That's commitment. (laughs) I believe their exact word. And honestly, Brian, I hadn't brought my laptop, so I had to use Kelly's laptop. But then I was trying mm-hmm. to log into my D&D Beyond account, and mm. then they were just like, oh, well, you don't know the username or password to your D&D Beyond account. So I was like, well, shoot, let me log into Gmail so that it autofills. Oh, you can't log into Gmail unless you second, uh, like, two-step verification on your phone. Uh-huh. I was like, well, I have zero idea where my phone is because <laughs> Jesus doesn't have pockets. So... Um, <laughs> I have no idea where my phone is because Jesus doesn't have pockets. The odds that I was able to keep track of my phone, I'm surprised that it made it with me to the first party, Brian. I I was handing it off to people who I just thought I would be near. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. Time. And uh, so I didn't have my phone. I couldn't do anything. Eventually, I somehow got my character sheet up. But I believe their exact words were, Jay, you look gray. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just a shell of a man until around noon. I was able to get like five Cheez-Its down. Nice, that's and then a good soon start. After um, McDonald's, 
i.e. Burger Town, arrived that I had, <laughs> I had ordered on the thought that I would be able to consume it. Once I got the five cheese sound, you know, the the, mm-hmm. the appetite was started, and then yeah. I was able to get some of that food down. It felt more like a human. Um, mm-hmm. and then Gotta break that ice. Surely, I came back. Um, but then that night, so Saturday night on Halloween weekend, is almost supposed to be, like, I feel like more crazy. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, this was Friday. That was Friday, Brian. Oh, no. <laughs> Saturday rolls around. Zero percent chance Jay's making it out the door that night. I was... I knew that I had... I had used up whatever sort of youth currency flows through <laughs> your body to keep you going. Um, and you I, drained I the down. account. <laughs> I... I fire sale on Friday, I knew there was nothing left in the tank for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> no tomorrow! <laughs> yeah, so uh, we were all talking that morning, because everyone was in pretty rough shape. Um, mm-hmm. We were just like, we're not doing anything tonight, are we? It's like, <laughs> Certainly not. Um, so we ended up watching a movie. We watched Jurassic Park. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen Jurassic Park? The original? Yeah. No. Brian. It's a phenomenal movie. Yeah, there's a reason it's iconic. Yeah, I think I was honestly ruined by the Jurassic World movies. Yeah. Because Jurassic Park, it's like genre-defining. Yeah. Like, it's an amazing soundtrack, an amazing movie, period, but then also, like, so much tension, the acting Mm -hmm. is amazing, the writing is great, it's a star-studded cast, the animation is cheesy at times, but you honestly don't even notice, because it's just such a good movie. Yeah. I mean, I've, Jurassic Park, I feel like, is almost its own genre. Yeah, it's, it's Brian, it's so good. It was such a delightful viewing experience. Yeah. Well, wait, I, th- I, I, I actually feel like I have seen it, because is that the one where the Velociraptors can use doorknobs? Well, I mean, theoretically, Velociraptors can use doorknobs in all the movies thereafter. Well, yeah, but th- that's the first one. Because that's kind of like a meme, isn't it? I mean, at, at one point, a Velociraptor uses a doorknob. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah, I've seen it. How is that the one thing that you need to know <laughs> to know that you've seen the whole movie? I don't know. I just remember seeing that part and being like, oh, this is the part that everyone talks about where he uses the doorknob. <laughs> Do you remember most, anything else about the movie? That's the most memorable part, memorable part of the movie. That's... I don't know, is one of them named Blue? What? That's Jurassic World, Brian. (laughs) Oh, boy. I think you should watch Jurassic Park. Or at least I've been recommending it far and wide since then, because I... At least to anybody who hasn't seen it. Because I... I don't know, for whatever reason, I didn't think I would enjoy it, but it was so good. Yeah. Um... Had a pretty regular week after that, but... The next notable thing was me this past weekend. So I don't know if you have anything. Well, yeah, so I had a cold after Beer Fest Halloween night. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice. I got horribly sick. Well, not horribly sick, but that Sunday, I was just like, man, I feel like I'm getting a sore throat. Woke up, lo and behold, sore throat on Monday. Yeah, that was... (laughs) All Sunday, I was like, my throat's kind of sore, but I feel like it's just a hangover. And then Monday, I was like, no, 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 I have quite a bad cold right now. Yeah. So I took a bunch of DayQuil and stuff, and then I went and got a COVID test to make sure it wasn't COVID, because this past weekend I was came to Red River Gorge with uh, the Gorge crew. Yeah. Quick question, Brian. Uh-huh. 
What flavor of liquid NyQuil are you going with these days? Original? Original? You monster. The orange? I don't know. Are there different flavors? What world is that orange? Dayquil? NyQuil. Oh, no. You said Dayquil. NyQuil? I don't know. Berry? Did I say Dayquil? Um... Yeah, I went, I went, I didn't know if I got cherry last time, but I saw they had mixed berry, and I was like, well, that sounds like it'd be a little fun. Yeah, I think I have mixed berry, but just having to take it last week, um, refreshed my memory on the fact that I just like the taste. Really? Some people hate the liquid, and I'm just like, this is good. Like, well, I, think, I will, Yeah. I'll hold it in my mouth because I kind of enjoy the taste. I'm the same way with Pepto-Bismol. Okay. Have you ever had I've Pepto? never I've never taken it. It's like creamy. It's a little chalky, which I think is part of what's supposed to like help your settle you. Settle. Yeah. Yeah, but it's creamy and it's like kind of minty. Yeah. That's not what I would guess. I would right? guess bubblegum. Not at all, Brian. You need to Okay, next time your stomach's upset. First of all, I think we've been underutilizing that as a tool because you and I, I feel like from time to time have upset tummies. Yeah. <laughs> from time to time and I think that we could really make use of this Pepto stuff and honestly whenever I see an open bottle of Pepto lying around I, I mean it's not an uncommon occurrence for me to just take a little nip of Pepto <laughs> <laughs> interesting okay it's like eating a Tums like it's just chalk but I mean I, I think it does make your stool dark because it's like sucking liquid out of you or something uh-huh it does something to you so it, you shouldn't just something. drink it all willy-nilly but yeah it is a delightful flavor in my opinion okay okay i'll have to try it we'll have to add nyquil and pepto-bismol to our menu nothing's better than children's motrin though that liquid okay. motrin oh my yeah goodness. i don't remember that so good yeah so uh where was i i was sick yeah that wasn't really part of the story but, uh, <laughs> I got sick, got my COVID test to make sure I didn't have COVID because I was going to Red River Gorge for round four. Red River Forge, bring your own hammer. Yeah, Jay, massive disappointment. I'm the only one that brought a hammer. Yeah, that's absurd. And so I traveled on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I brought two hammers on, I didn't bring them on the plane, I checked, put them in my checked bag. Yeah. But, like, there's also a limit to the weight I can carry in my checked bag. And I was also bringing Spike Ball. But, yeah, I brought a hammer for me and a hammer for Sydney. And some nice. people at the cabin were actually pretty upset that I brought hammers. <laughs> Why? Because they're like, Bri- I, we were in the midst of debauchery, and I pull out my hammer, and people are like, Brian, put the hammer away. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, someone at some point hid the hammers from us, so then me and Kyle went on a mission to find the hammers, and we scoured the house, and Kyle found them. Yeah, it was so that was that was one highlight of the Did anybody hide the hammers in the salad? Uh no. No ices. When we got there, nobody brought ices. Wild. I know. But then we did have to make a beer run for the second night and someone did get ices at that point. Ah. Which nobody was expecting. So I no. expected it. When we left the hike and they said we're gonna stop at the store, I was like, Ooh, they're gonna get ices. <laughs> that okay. That is characteristic of a cabin trip, is the, the beer run after the first night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grossly underestimate how much beer we were going to drink. <laughs> I know. Well, the problem is we brought a lot of rum, and not every, 
we played a lot of drinking games, so we went through all the beer and we didn't drink nearly as much rum. Mm-hmm. Also went through the entire box of Franzia on the first night. Ah. So, yeah. Yeah, we really need to just be more honest with ourselves when we're trying to decide how much we're going to drink there. Yeah. But anyways, um, another highlight of this trip was it was the first one Sydney came on. So Ooh. this finally rounded out Sydney meeting all of my friends from Cincinnati. Oh, yeah? Well, all of my friends. All of, like, my roommate house friends. Yeah, that, that particular circle yeah. was complete. Yep, the whole crowd, so Sydney got to meet all of them. I think the only ones she had left to meet here were Nick and Mike. She met and Mitch Steph and Steph. And, and Mitch and Steph, yeah. Um, so she met all of them. She had met, she had seen all of them on video calls, because mm-hmm. she, she'd come in and hang out pre-D&D sometimes. But yeah, Pre-D. first time meeting them in person, pre-D&D, yeah. <laughs> Um, first time meeting them in person, um, big step meeting Mike, since he was, like, my best friend in college. Yeah. Um, she was very worried that she wasn't gonna be able to, like, handle all the drinking, or, like, was worried about getting iced, because she's not really great at chugging. Yeah. Um, but, (laughs) that was quelled by, uh, Kyle getting iced first, and taking a knee, and taking multiple, like, pulls. Yeah, rather than chugging it. And then Grant getting iced second, and then just nursing the ice for the next, like, half hour or so. That jerk. (laughs) So that took a lot of the pressure off. And then, as far as, like, drinking and energy goes, Sydney was, like, driving the party. Love it. (laughs) Like, we we finished dinner. On night two, we finished dinner, and everyone's kind of like, ugh. Like, not really chomping at the bit to get started. And Sydney's like... So, when are we playing Boom? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, I guess we can get it set up. And yeah, Sydney was like, picking the games. We played a lot of Boom. We played a lot of soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, soccer was really intense. Just a good all-around trip. Um, and speaking of Mitch and Steph, Jay, I don't know. So, after the Gorge trip, we came to Cincinnati. And we met up with you and uh, Kelly. Yeah. And so well, we debriefed. Skip what happened before the the gorge trip, Brian. I stole your car. Yeah. <laughs> we can circle back Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but I met up with you in Cincinnati, and we debriefed some stuff. And I do feel kind of bad because at that point, I feel like I was still in my post gorge haze. Yeah. Where I had both a stomach and a head hangover, and was also stressed about making it to my plane on time, and had Sunday scaries about having to come to this plant that I've never come to before, no, to do this task that I've never done before. I felt bad as well, because I was putting off, I also had Sunday scary vibes, you know, mm-hmm. um, and also I was stressed about trying to find a place for us to go to breakfast, because it was wild. Yeah, that whole, like, that whole thing yeah, stressed me out too. Weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So that was stressful. And then also I had the added stress of, I was so happy to see you in Sydney, and I miss you guys so much, and I immediately wanted you guys to like know Kelly super well, and for her to know you guys super well, but it's like, that's completely unrealistic. Like we're meeting each other for one quick meal before we go to the airport. Yeah. yeah. But I yeah, that's why I felt bad, because I... <laughs> 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 oh, we gotta get to that story. Um, but... Yeah, I just feel like I wasn't all there, and I wasn't, like, communicating everything I wanted to communicate. I was, ju- I was just, like, basking in the happiness of you being in front of me. Yeah, no, it was too quick for us to, like, it was, like, you and Dude. I, like, all of us were together, and we're just, like, ah! <laughs> We're just, like, smiling mouth open. Yeah. 
But yeah, because I I also was really excited to see Kelly and was like, oh, I want to talk to Kelly because like I only knew her, I barely know her in the context of your friend. Yeah. But now I really want to get to know her in the context of your girlfriend and like way cooler now. Yeah, I I imagine. Yeah. Just (laughs) Um, wild. But yeah, and I feel like I just totally, totally beefed that whole (laughs) interaction. I don't think there was a lot of interaction to beef, you know? I think it was just like, uh, it was a happy accident, but I don't think there was too much expectation on it. Also, I do want to clarify that uh, it has been stated that Kelly's family thinks she's gotten less funny since she started dating me. Interesting. <laughs> well, not less funny, but it's like she I she's definitely adopted some of my humor mm-hmm. and it uh has been an I think universally regarded as a like net negative impact on her humor. <laughs> okay. At least they didn't need another person saying my jokes, you know? Yeah. I put enough of them out there. <laughs> I was talking to Sydney about this in the airport recently cuz I forget Sydney said something and she was like, "I think I'm hilarious." And I was like, yeah, I'm hilarious too. It's just no one else thinks my jokes are funny. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like an incel or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I said that ironically because obviously it's like, well, maybe you're not funny. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. Our jokes at least elicit a reaction. And I think that's all comedy is really about. Well, you know what? I'm going to stick to it. Because yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Overall, with that interaction at, at our meal, yeah. I feel like our conversation didn't portray the excitement that all of us were feeling. No, I think there was a lot, a lot, of, a lot of balls in the air. All right, well, I'm glad that was felt on both sides, because I felt like... I'm not consulted I w- with Kelly about how she felt about the circumstance. Okay, I didn't want Kelly to think I like wasn't interested in her because I was really excited to be there with both of you. Yeah. And I wanted to talk to Kelly more, but my processing power was at five percent. No, I think we'll get a better chance one of these days. I don't know when actually, but. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. when I saw you guys from a distance waiting for us at the corner, I was like, "Why are they so cool looking?" <laughs> we looked cool. Yeah, I was like, hey, we're walking in with these trendy college kids. They got, like, circular rim glasses and stuff. Oh, man. Dude, I'm walking Kelly... in on sweatpants. and. <laughs> I think she put on a coat where I was like, oh, Kelly, we're going to look so metropolitan. Like, she was, <laughs> like, I was just like, I feel like I kind of look, like, medium, but then being next to you in that coat, I mm-hmm. feel like we both look like adults. <laughs> oh, man, it was killer. I'm glad. I'm glad you think so. Um... But what I'm trying to say is I didn't Wait, communicate. I... <laughs> I didn't really communicate well at that meal. Yeah. And I don't think I mentioned that Mitch and Steph got engaged. Yeah, I found that out like a few hours back on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, like was after like, our meal or before? No, I, I figured out like a few hours ago real time that they got engaged. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And I was yeah. like, now Brian really took it to a far extent of not talking about things for, before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just forgot no, in my low processing power <laughs> at the time. Problem. But yeah, that was like mega highlight of the trip was Mitch proposing to Steph. It just day like happened. Um, day one. Oh, First hike. Yeah. Bold. So I guess, eh, I guess I wasn't there Thursday night, but everyone else was. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, speaking of Thursday night, Jay, yeah. me and Sydney were supposed to get there at 9.30pm, at which time one of my friends was willing to pick us up. Yeah. Because that would get us to the gorge at like 11.30, which is still, eh. Reasonable. Reasonable question mark. Well, as you figure, we're staying up to like 1 or 2, so it's like... Yeah. I don't know, you, you can do something. You can get a buzz going, be social, whatever. Yeah. Um, our flight got delayed, so we had to stay in the Charlotte airport for, I think, three hours, three nice. or four hours, and then we got to Cincinnati at midnight. Mm. And my bag got to Cincinnati at 12.30. Ah. <laughs> so, we, the whole time in Charlotte... We're madly trying to figure out, will someone still pick us up? No one's going to pick us up. Okay, can we get a rental car? No, the rental car place closes before midnight. What are we going to do? Are we going to stay with Jay for the night? Are we going to drive to the gorge at 1 a.m.? So we're madly trying to figure all this out. And Jay, my loving brother, allows Sydney and I to steal his car for the weekend. Yes. Despite having already had obligations for his car, I said, Oh, Joey, Jay, those obligations aren't important. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, you left your house key and your car key for me. Yeah. And me and Sydney showed on up at about 12.15, snuck into your house, took your car, and we're on our way. Yeah. I did inform, like, my house that you would be stopping by and that you might sleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I was kind of excited for you guys to sleep on the couch. You know, I was going to wake up early. I figured you guys would wake up early. And I was going to yeah. be like, hey. Like, make my breakfast. See see your sleepy little heads poke up out of the couch. Aww. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, you guys just burgled me. And, uh, yeah. You know what? It's fine. Um, I'm not upset. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Everyone everyone was just like, so do they stay? And I was like, nah, they just took the car. Like, you? <laughs> and I was like, no, but the key's gone. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so we land, we got to your house, took the car, went back to the airport to get my bag after that, and then continued to Red River Gorge. Got there at like 3 a.m. Nice. And then, yeah. I forget when... Did we get there at 3 or did we go to bed at 3? We got there at 3. We went to bed at like 4. Nice. And then, yeah, woke up and went and hiked. And then it was a gorge trip. But yeah, the whole prospect of getting there was just freaking debauchery. Yeah. It was terrible. Once again, Sydney handled it well. She's been really good at handling my poor planning skills late, uh, in the trips we've been going on, which well, is a good sign for the you. rest of our life. Well, no. No, I guess not. But it wasn't, it wasn't on me. I guess she's... It wasn't on me, but I feel like I bring about those, that energy. <laughs> Like, when I travel, things go wrong. Mm. So, yeah. Hopefully it'll get better over time. Yeah. Because if it doesn't go away by the time we're doing van life, our whole life is just going to be chaos. And, like, the odds that you lose a kid if you're going at this rate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, Brian. I suppose we could double back to the tail end of my uh, crippling hangover. To catch you up on what I did. Okay. Following the aftermath of Halloween weekend. Um, so, I mentioned I get sick, or I start to get sick Sunday night, wake up Monday morning, very obviously sick. But you know what was interesting is that usually I get really sad when I get sick. Okay. I wasn't sad. Morale was high, and I was like, you know what? It's fine. I feel kind of sick. I'm going to bounce back. It'll be fine. Nice. 
Um, wake up Tuesday morning. Oh, I was also very sad that you were sick because I was like, Nationals are this weekend. Yeah. He can't get sick leading up to Nationals is a disaster. So I was, I was very upset. I was sad Tuesday, for you. Yeah, Tuesday I woke up and I was just on my ass. It was bad. <laughs> like, oh no. I was supposed to wake up and be on campus by like 10.30 to work with a group on a project. And I woke up at, I think, 8 and fell back asleep. Woke up at 9, tried to get up. I think I got up at 9, made breakfast, and was like laying on the couch just like... And I was wearing all my clothes. Like I put on my sweats and then a hoodie... Or, like, a crew neck and then my green pullover that's, like, really warm. And mm-hmm. then I, like, wrapped myself in a blanket. And I, like, ate my eggs and stuff. And then I was just sitting on the couch. And I, like, slumped over. And I was, oh, like... full bundle. Like sweaty and, like, cold. And just, like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't quite that bad. Yeah, but I was just, like, falling asleep intermittently. And then I was, like, texting my group. I was, like... I, it took me all my effort to just, like, text my group and be, like, Hey, guys, I don't think I can make it to campus. Mm-hmm. Um, but then eventually I was able to like pull myself out of the haze and I honestly was, I would not have gone to class. I felt very immoral going to class that day, but they're supposed to have some sort of remote option, you know, in case a student falls ill, particularly mm-hmm. in this climate. Um, the remote option for this class, it's a two hour heat transfer lecture and they have one camera pointed at one board in a room that has three whiteboards and two projection screens. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't move, so if he isn't doing an example on the board, you don't see anything. If he's doing an example on the board, you only see one of the boards, and you're just getting audio. So I was like, I cannot attend this lecture online and still do this class. Oh, boy. And it's like, I miss, if I miss that class, I'm missing half a week. So I was like, I have one class today, I'm going to it. So I went to it. That's frustrating. Then, yeah, so I went to the class, and then by the time that class ended, I was feeling a lot better, and then I like stayed on campus and worked with that group that I had ditched earlier on the same project. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the end of that day, I was actually felt good enough. It was a Tuesday. I did my thresh or my interval workout on the track. Oh wow! So it was. That's a, a bi- big turnaround. Yeah, it was really a triumph of the human spirit. Um, so then by the end of that day, I was feeling like I was on the mend, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. Wednesday felt even better. Did my uh, threshold workout. And then I had Thursday, Friday to just take it easy, chill out, try to get as healthy as I could before the meet. Okay, but, good. You know, yeah, it's always tough because I feel like we bounce back pretty quick from colds. Mm-hmm. And, like, we can get into running shape pretty immediately. But then the problem mm-hmm. is, is that there's, like, a deep-set fatigue. It's like the whole sport is like if it's like a finesse sport i feel like maybe you can like compensate and maybe you're just like stamina isn't as there but when Mm -hmm. your stamina is the only thing you're stressing in the sport it's like you can feel like secondary effects like oh my nose feels fine and like i don't have a cold or a fever or anything but it's like there's just like a, a a deep set like fatigue that's only really detectable when it's like oh i'm pushing myself to my absolute max and like my max is decreased because of this like illness yeah you need to be 100 percent. yeah i know exactly what you mean so I was really nervous. I was just like, I feel like I'm like I tapered well and like I'm in shape, but like I just don't know if I'm if I'm gonna get on the line, start the run, and just like be pushing a certain level and times not reflecting it. Mm-hmm. You know. So I Can I cut in here for a second? Yeah. Because I, I want to talk about your recovery a little bit because okay. throughout the week, 
I told Sydney of my two approaches to recovering from sickness. Yeah. She was like, well, Brian, I feel like those two are extremely contradictory and you can't believe both of them. (laughs) Because my one approach to recovery is aggressive recovery, where even if you don't feel that terrible, you pretend that you feel like you're on death's door. So you just lay on the couch, wrap yourself up, drink tons of water, eat as much food as you can, maybe. Like good sick foods like soup. I just increase my intake when I'm yeah. sick. I'm just like, you I need, need orange <laughs> juice, water, food, yeah. as much of it as I can. Sleep, you need, yes. You need more ingredients and then just copious amounts of rest. Just like, yeah. don't move at all. Just let your body focus all its energy. Give it all the ingredients it needs and then let it focus all its energy yeah. on destroying whatever's inside you. Yeah, so to that credit of that approach, I was a little concerned about like, okay, I know that I need to stay sharp and like loose and in rhythm going into this week because like even I took Monday off of running just to like be precautious like I was I originally was trying to do the like super like a- attacking the rest like I didn't feel mm-hmm. that bad but I was like I'm not gonna run today it's just straight mileage like maybe that'll be better but I was constantly gaming out okay this rest day will credit towards my like health recovery but it'll be counterproductive towards my like physical fitness of like yeah. staying loose and like in my routine mm-hmm. so I didn't know if, like, maybe being a little less healthy but a little more sharp for the race would be better or, like, being a little more healthy, a little less sharp. Like, mm-hmm. is the is the hay in the barn as far as running goes? Like, could I just take this whole week off and still pretty much be where I would have been anyways? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but what was your second approach? Yeah, so there's aggressive recovery. I think the fastest I've ever recovered from colds is when I just pack it in and sleep for 13 hours. Yeah. Like, that's how you recover. Um, but then, so I did aggressive recovery for like one or two days, maybe one and a half days. And then the next day I told Sydney, I was like, no, I think I'm just going to run errands and like work out as usual. Just pretend, just pretend I'm fine because I also think sickness is just mind over matter. Like if you just, if you just tell your body you're not sick and go about your day as normal, it's like, maybe you'll have to deal with a stuffy nose or a sore throat, but like your, your body will be like, okay, we're moving, we're doing stuff and you'll feel better. Which I also think is true. Yeah. So, so, yeah, moving on, I, like, started to feel better, but I couldn't, like, game out, like, okay, how much of this is just, like, left in my system? Like, am I going to feel good? Am I going to feel bad? Um, I wake up the day of the race, and at that point, I'm just, like, really trying hard to, like, get into my mindset of, like, I'm racing today. Like, it doesn't matter how, what shape your body's in. Like, you're going to just push it to whatever you can. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I wanted to show up for my team because, like, I was in the championship race, which is, like, uncommon because, like, I'm not that great relative mm-hmm. to the rest of the guys on that team. But it just so <laughs> happens, whoever, like, several people weren't racing very consistently, so it was hard to put them in the championship race because you weren't mm-hmm. sure. Needless to say, I was in it. Yeah, the Cincinnati Running Club has depth. Yes. So, I th- given if every single person who wanted to race could race and was healthy um and like we knew exactly how fast or what shape people were in ahead of time i think i should not have been on that team or at least there were like three guys on the team who are on the uh on the like junior senior grad open race Mm -hmm. that i think could have taken my spot yeah like been ahead of me but i wouldn't think of that as any slight to you because a big part of running as a sport is staying healthy and being no, yeah. healthy for the championship. Yeah, yeah, so I was saying, like, I no, and I felt no qualms about that where I was just like, hey, like, I, I 
trained, I'm healthy, I put up a bunch of races, like, mm-hmm. there's no reason I shouldn't be on this team. But, uh, so, I wanted to show up and, like, perform well. And then, you know, I start out, and at that point, I felt good enough to where I was like, I'm going to race as if, like, everything's perfectly fine. I'm just going to go out, like, like I'm trying to best my regional uh, race, which was a PR at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, foreshadowing. Um, so, I... <laughs> Started at out. the time, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so my goal paces before for regionals and Wilmington. Wilmington, I crashed and burned. Regionals, it worked out well. Was three thirty mm-hmm. per five for per kilometer, um, which comes out to twenty eight minutes flat for an eight k, um, a five twenty mile for the American folks who listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, for the Americans listening. Yeah, but uh, is it a five twenty? No, it's five forty. I think. Yeah, 540? 540 sounds better. 540 feels right. Yeah, no, 520 is... Is that... It might be 520. I don't know. I felt like I, I felt like my... I think 520s is 27. Maybe that's that. Any eggs. Um, so, I went out at a pace. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely 3... But I went out at 325s rather than 330s. Hoo-hoo. Which is a, over five seconds over a thousand meters is more than you think. Stick at yeah, yeah. Um, but Brian, the weather was mid fifties. The sun was out. The wind was down. The competition was there. Oof. Conditions were primed. So I go out and you know I'm trying to throttle where that threshold is, and I'm feeling like definitely more tired than I was in a in regionals. But the whole time I'm sitting there trying to rationalize like. I'm trying not to get in the stuck in the loop of, oh, you feel more tired than you did two weeks ago, like, you're gonna mm-hmm. die. Um, and then by the time I reached 4K, I was like, okay, I feel kind of tired, but not that tired. And I did go out significantly faster. I think I'm, I think I'm good. So, like, I was really, like, I was We're locked still in the race. good! Yeah, no, I was locked in the race the whole time. I kept my eyes up. That was the big thing that I was aiming for this season, was, like, regardless of times, I always feel like I can get mentally out of it, and I just really want to stay mentally in it. And I was yeah. racing guys the whole time. I'd, I've actually been able to curb my normal uh, curse of dry heaving at some point during the race. Oh, well, that's a I big step. Yeah, I haven't been doing that lately, so that's cool. And I was just like, I was in it. I was locked onto folks. I was moving up the whole time. I was, like, making moves. And I just felt like I raced really strong. And I was able, I don't think I had a single kilometer that was over 330. <laughs> after pod, I'll dig more into the nuts and bolts. I know. I'm, this is me not digging into the nuts and bolts. Surprising. <laughs> um, but I was able to, like, average, like, around, like, a 326 or something, I think. Okay, for okay. For the kilometers. And I came in. The course was, like, 150 to 200 meters long. I'll, As I'll most Nurka courses are. Caveat, yeah. But I was able to go 28.08 for the, for the okay. 8K. And the goal has been to break 28. Yes, which, so... Almost, if you if you take stock in the course being long, yeah. Like, if it was anywhere near what my watch had it as for long, I would mm-hmm. have securely broken twenty eight. But I will take the twenty second official PR from twenty eight twenty eight to twenty eight oh eight. Maybe maybe our Wilson brother Thanksgiving duel can be an eight K, and we maybe. can measure it. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, the block at Grandma's is probably pretty darn close to eight K. Yeah. It's a little short, I think. Probably, but... Um, 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. I was it's a hilly course, pleased. though. Yeah, no, I was ecstatic with my performance, though. Just to, like, because, honestly, like, I, ha- I had the added bonus of, like, one, I raced really well, and that's always a great feeling. It was when I wanted to be, so I, like, tapering mm-hmm. is always kind of a mixed bag. You never really know. It's always kind of guesswork. Like, we're kind yeah. of our own coaches at this point. Mm-hmm. So I, the taper worked out well. I raced well. But then also it's like, hey, like, you're almost certainly not sick now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. So I just I really, was feeling really great. I feel um, like you really just knocked this entire season out of the park. Yeah. I mean, like, I, you, had your, you had your one race you duffed, but it's like that's part of the process. Yeah, and it was really hot. For that yeah. Race. Oh, and no, wait, yeah, Wilmington, I duffed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's what I'm saying is it's part of the process is you learn, yeah. you come back stronger next week. Yeah. And then you you peaked perfectly at the right race. Yeah, to be fair, that course is kind of made for me in terms of, like, no real big momentum sucks of, like, uh-huh. hills and yeah. whatnot. Um, so I think moving forward, I really want to become a more durable runner. I want to. I want to do some hill work or something. I need to figure out how to work that into my training schedule, but I was very pleased with the with the season. The guy living in Cincinnati says he wants to do more hill work. Well, because we get steady hills, but I've never felt like I can be at my limit and then hit a hill and maintain my rhythm, you know? Yeah. Like, really rip it up a hill? Yeah. Or even just, know. like, like coast up a hill, almost? I don't, know. It's, I don't know if it's a function of, like, oh, you're just at your, you're, like, if I'm just, like, the kind of runner who will constantly, like, be redlining, and if, like, no matter how good I am at hills, if I'm redlining on flat ground and then I go on a hill, it's going to push me over that barrier. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm really steeped in the science of it all. So, like... Yeah. It's probably, like, in some races people talk about, like, in pro races people talk about, like, making moves and covering yeah. moves. It's, like, you can make a move on flat ground, and it's almost like you just have to make a move to get up a hill. Yeah. I don't know. So I really don't know. But anyways, that's that's kind of my plan moving into the next season. But I, Brian, I don't know what I'm going to do for my next season. It's track for Nurka. I'm not going to be that far away. But I still feel like I don't I don't know if I can do a track season of training while I'm working in Dayton. You know? Yeah, I mean, you can find a track near you. And just yeah, I could it. find a track and I could, I could drive to the Nurka races theoretically, but I wouldn't have any of the community, so I don't know if it would be as satisfying, you know? Yeah, well, welcome to running life after college. <laughs> yeah, so, I'll have to figure that out. But that was the conclusion of my Nurka season for 2021. Alright. Check it off. Yeah. Well, Brian, would you like to go to email? I think that's all we got. Um, I have a couple quick points about my last today. Ah. My last today and yesterday, I guess, because I flew straight from the gorge to Chicago, actually, and Ooh. then drove across Illinois to get to Iowa, where I'm now working for the next two weeks. Love that. Yeah, so this is not an outage. It's just some maintenance on some tools. Remember, I think I did main steam line plugs last year. I do not recall. Oh, well, I think we've talked about this. Also, Jay, time out. We 100% blew by our one-year anniversary of the podcast and didn't say a darn thing about it. We did? Yeah. We started last October. Huh. So, should we have... Do we we get a plaque? Well, Brian, isn't this also like the 50th episode we've recorded? Is this number 50? 
Oh man, we're crushing it. <laughs> we need to get better at this. <laughs> yeah, because that shows you how many weeks we missed that we've just now hit 50, but we blew through our year mark. Yeah. Well, we've learned a lot. We've shared a few laughs. Yeah. We still yeah. haven't gotten uh, Big Brian on the pod, but yeah. he's current as far as I know. Yeah. So, anyway, here's to another year, the second year of the Weekly Wilson. May it be at least as good as the first one. Yeah. Hopefully not worse, because we're constantly on the verge of getting canceled. Yeah, it's the gosh darn SEC. Yeah. I knew we should have taken the podcast public. (laughs) (laughs) We're a little preemptive there, but it's fine. So, I, yeah, flew into Chicago. I flew into Chicago because... Then I had to drive two and a half hours. I could have flown straight to where I'm working, but you can't pick up a rental car at that airport on Sunday. Mm. And the Hertz at Chicago is open 24 hours. And then when I was looking at the flights, I was like, oh, I would have had a three-hour layover in Chicago anyway. So in in the duration of my layover, I could have just driven to where I'm going. Yeah. So I was like, okay, no harm, no foul. So I pick up my car from Chicago, and when you pick up rental cars from the big cities, Jay, you get big city car selection. Ah. And this is one of the first times that I've been President Circle ranking. So President Circle? Yeah, for Hertz, there's Gold, and then there's President Circle. And then there's, like, <laughs> there's Ultimate. <laughs> gold is the bottom tier? Yes. That's so silly. Gold is also the bottom tier for American Airlines. I hate that. Yeah. And they want to make you feel good. But anyways, I go to the gold section, and they have all these, like, crossovers and SUVs, which uh, is kind of a bummer. But um, also, I'm like, well, I like the more spacious cars anyway. They're more comfortable. Um, They're more enjoyable. It's It's closer to a car that I would get for me later in life. So I like being able to sample them, you know? But then, mixed in with all of the SUVs, is a Mustang. Wait, this is, I thought you were President Circle. Yeah, these were all the cars in President Circle. I mean, there were... There I was like a gold. No, this was the President Circle section. You said in the gold section. Oh, in the President Circle section, there's all these crossovers. SUVs and crossovers. Yeah, okay. yeah, and stuff. And they were nicer ones. Like, there was a Mazda. I don't usually see that. They had, like, more brands selection. But then, mixed in with all of them is a Mustang. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's not very practical. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Dad would be ashamed if you didn't pounce on the rentals Mustang. But I was like, oh, I'm going to have to drive really far. It's not like I'm doing sporty things and, like, I don't know. I was like, it's going to be uncomfortable. Like, Is I know it? these other cars would be more comfortable. You think? It's, it's like, low to the ground. It's not as spacious. That's true. Like, you don't feel like you can, like, sprawl. Yeah, and if there's anything I love, it's sprawling. Yeah. So, but I was like, you know what? I know I'm probably not going to like it as much as these other ones, but also, this stint of work for me is only two weeks. Yeah. So, A, this is a rare opportunity, and B, I won't have it for that long if I don't like it. So, Yeah, Yeah, like how many times do you get to really, like, drive a Mustang? Yeah, so I'm like, I'm taking the Mustang. 2021 Mustang Convertible. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so I could barely fit my suitcase in the trunk. That was another uh, deciding factor, almost. 
but I fit it in and then I went and it's, uh, I have felt like an asshole the whole time I've been driving it. What color is it? Uh, like grayish silver. That's lame. Yeah, I know. But it is a convertible and the weather is nice here. So on the drive home from work today, I went with the top down. Nice. But then I'm just this guy in a polo driving a Mustang with the top down and drive by like construction workers having to do a little like slow slash stop sign, you know, because there's one lane yeah. and I just pull up and I'm like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just man. feel like a jerk. And like when I'm trying to like switch lanes in traffic, I'm like, no, everyone probably thinks I'm a jerk. Just <laughs> 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 yeah, all these things. I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, well. I suppose you gotta live it up while you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's been fun. And then the people I'm working with are cool. The work's easy. Nice. So it's been good. Cool. I'm glad. It's time for emails! <laughs> Our transitions are so silky smooth. They really are. Alright, do you want the first one? Mm, sure. All right. All right. This one is. Yep. This one is from Taylor. She says, "Well, I didn't think I would need to send more detailed instructions about fruit soaking, but here we go. Ooh, this is actually gonna be good because I'm in a hotel again. But also, I'm in an extended stay hotel. Remember we talked about those, Jay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in one of those. So I have a full size fridge. I got a little two burner stove. My hotel room is actually. I don't think so. Mm. But I do have a kitchen sink. Nice. And a dishwasher. Ooh. And yeah, my room is actually two rooms. So I have like a living room and a bedroom. Mm. Really moving up in the world. Anyways, Taylor. One, you should use regular white vinegar and for a hotel sink, fill it up with water and two caps full of vinegar. Okay. Mm. I feel like this isn't one that necessarily needs to be read to the masses. <laughs> this well, is more I, just for I me. I feel like this is a good information to have. Yeah, this is a PSA, honestly. Okay. Yeah. So, regular white vinegar. Um, fill up with water and two caps full of vinegar. Two, soak your produce for about 10 to 15 minutes, then drain the water, rinse the produce, and then let it dry. This will help kill the fruit fly eggs. Uh, I assume it's fruit fly eggs. She just said yeah. eggs. I don't know if she's trying to kill... My eggs, like my chicken eggs that I eat. Yeah, you soak those as well. Are those produce? Yeah. Table it. They, item three. <laughs> they get produced. They uh, item number three. If you put warm slash hot water down the sink, then pack baking soda down the drain, and then pour the vinegar. It acts almost like Drano to break down the gunk you put down there. Four. I forgot about you being on expenses, so maybe just buy Drano? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> does that fall under your like uh, your food budget? Um, it does if you drink it. I hope that clears up any confusion about the produce and vinegar situation. Taylor, it did. As always, you are an extremely valuable emailer, and we appreciate everything you do. Scotty Ooh. also told me I need to be nicer to you. Ah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, All right. Not Scotty doesn't often show mercy. That should be a should be celebrated. Um, I think after his uh, where was he? Was he in Bermuda? It was um Kyrgyzstan, I think. Kyrgyzstan, that's right. Bermuda, he was taking care of some business uh, transactions, and Kyrgyzstan, 
he was doing team building exercises, and I think that really changed his attitude. Yeah, he was actually taking the tops off of mountains to create more farmable land. Yeah, great Project guy. Project Plateau, I believe. <laughs> Any eggs? Any eggs. Um, so, this one's from... Let me see how he signed it. This one's from your future emailer of the year. Oh, shoot. Now he's just getting cocky. It's Nick. What's up, Wilson bros? Sorry, it's been a few weeks since I've emailed. Been a busy couple of weeks between work and traveling, amongst other things. I really oh, sorry, it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? Happens to the best of us, Nick. Um, I really need to get back on my emailing game if I'm going to pull ahead Taylor for emailer of the year. LOL. You said 60 degrees sounded nippy the morning of your run. That's warm for us here in Juneau. LOL. I haven't seen 80 the whole year I've been here. Which one of us said it was nippy for 60? I can't remember. I don't know. Well, I feel like I go through seasonal being a baby about cold until it's cold. Yeah, well, 60s cold in the fall. No, cold in the... Cold in the fall, warm in the spring. Yeah, and also, like, this last particular week, everyone was making fun of me for dressing too warm, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I am trying to keep my body as, like, comfy cozy as possible while I'm doing these workouts. And also, something I've never realized before, or never believed before, but now 100% believe, is that humidity, when it's hot and humid, it obviously feels worse, Mm -hmm. but when it's humid and, like, 50, it makes it feel colder yeah Yeah. so 50 in wilmington actually is pretty cold yeah it's a higher thermal conductivity yeah but then so when we were looking at the forecast for the gorge and it was 50 i was like no sydney it's way warmer up there i swear and it ended up being really good that's another thing she was worried about being really cold during the hikes and we were sweating so yeah yeah. so full of shit nick <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, when I lived in North Carolina, I rarely needed a rain jacket, so I probably wouldn't consider it a necessity there. But living Preach. here in June, what? But living here in Juno, it is definitely a necessity. It rains on average 222 days out of the year, which oh is around double the amount each year in North Carolina. I had, who would have thunk it rained that much in Alaska? Not me. I guess it is West Coast, like kind of. Is it? It's Pacific Northwest, if you think about it. Uh, I think it's. Just Alaska. Tell me what part of Alaska is not both north and west, Brian. Hmm. It is so north and west. <laughs> it's the most north and west. Well, it, I they call it the very Pacific north and west. <laughs> I don't know. If you're in Asia, it's really far east. Nick, tell us if you feel like you're in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> well, because isn't don't people call like China like the far east? Yes. Yeah. So, then Alaska is the the farthest east. E- even farther east. Well, Brian, that's all based off of whatever that the name of that framing of map is. Yeah. Well. Table it. Table it, I suppose. <laughs> Nick can be the authority. Yeah. Um, or it might just be the Arctic. Okay. Um... Moving on. I think I'm with Jay on the hating umbrellas train. I feel like I've owned a decent amount of umbrellas before, but probably only ever used one like a handful of times. Thank you, Nick. I hate umbrellas. I haven't swayed in the last two weeks. Um, in reference to your friend locking his keys in the trunk. One time, me and my brother were going to run a zombie-themed 5K. 
Basically, you had three flags on your arm, and there were people placed all along the course dressed as zombies that would try to steal your flag. Oh, I've heard of those. If you made it out with a certain amount of flags, you got entered in a drawing to win something. Annie eggs. We had just gotten to the spot where the race was starting. My brother accidentally locked his car and closed the door with the keys still in the ignition and the car running. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> what? At this point, we had a choice. Either we could break into the car and miss the race or leave the car running, run the race, and get into it after. Obviously, we chose to leave the car running and run the race. <laughs> wow. That power move. Eerie how easily I could see you and I being in these situations. I know. <laughs> like, this is odd. Um, Dude, when we were... I don't know. Do you want to finish this email or can I sidebar? Not sidebar away. All right. We were at the gorge and naturally one of our conversation topics at the hike became us reminiscing about how terrible our apartments were. Yeah. And I had to bring up Nick's apartment story that he told us about, where they fixed the cracks in the wall with duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> and, but when I started the story, I was like, oh yeah, some someone emailed into mine and Jay's podcast and was telling us about their terrible apartment, and I think it might have been worse than ours. And like, well, I want to say people reacted, but no one did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel like that just made me sound like a really legitimate podcaster, and nobody cares at all. Yeah, Nick is single-handedly giving a street cred, because it's not even that, like, you know, the, the, while well, the race for emailer of the year is contentious, the fact that mm -hmm. we don't know Nick gives us an immense amount of street cred about what we had previously. Because it's not one of my friends told me, it's someone, someone emailed into my podcast and shared their story with me. Yeah. The minute I feel we like... get to know Nick more... The podcast mm -hmm. tanks. <laughs> it's a fine line we're riding right now, Brian. Well, I don't know. I don't know, because meeting fans ah. is just another step in being famous, Jay. We may have to do some sort of signing event. <laughs> yeah. Where Nick gets to meet Taylor. We're, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do you can get a, a hard copy of our podcast. <laughs> yes. Oh no. <laughs> in Alaska. And we'll sign it for you. <laughs> yeah, we were gonna we're gonna record a podcast, not air it, but print it. Make a hard copy, and then go to Nick's house and sign it and give it to him. <laughs> what about vinyl? We could do vinyl. <laughs> yeah, I hear the sound quality is much better. Ah yes, even harmonics. Um, moving along. Um, obviously. Oh wait, after the race was over, we borrowed a screwdriver. Somebody, wait. We borrowed a screwdriver. Somebody pried the top of his door open, shoved a rock in there to keep it open, and used the shoelace to pull his lock up. What? That was, honestly, Brian, akin to what we were attempting to do at the race. How do you use a shoelace to pull the lock up? That's what oh. I don't know. It, it was probably one of those little ones that, like, sticks up, you know? So it's like you could lasso it, and then, like, maybe? I don't know, Brian. Because we were able to wedge the door open and then, like, get one pull in to hold it open and then another, like, thinner metal piece to try and, like, mm -hmm. hit the lock thing. But I would... It's almost as if they designed them not be able to be, like, easily depressed by, like, a wire or something. <laughs> Why would they do that? I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, it didn't work out for us, but I'm glad it worked out for Nick. That's a triumph of the human spirit, in my mind. Yeah. Anything to confound AAA, you know? <laughs> Who needs them? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Nick goes on to do the food rankings that we were talking about. Oh boy. Yeah. So, first one is food rankings. Number one, best French toast. 
Was okay, that the same okay. as me? Yes. I think so. I had some best French toast at our meal that we don't, we didn't interact at. <laughs> yeah, not gonna lie, I was really hoping to get a bite of that French toast. <laughs> yeah, in hindsight, hundred percent should have shared it with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, you never mentioned at all what the French toast tasted like. At the meal? I don't think once. I I did. I assumed it was good. I I told you. I said this is Jay Wilson approved French toast right I here. I think you did. Yeah, 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 you did. Okay. But then, I did not have a Jay Wilson approved sandwich. I ordered the smoked salmon sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> you know this, but I'm going to regale the podcast because I felt like it was a sitcom moment. It's like, I feel like I've gotten worse at interacting with the world the older I've gotten, just because like my inhibitions have left me already. Yeah. You know? I, I also, now knowing that you were in a similar mental state to me at that meal, your interaction with the waitress makes so much more sense. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm reaching... Okay, so some point before today i think more than multiple years ago i reached the nexus of having social capabilities but having enough inhibitions to like feel the need to conform to society and not make people feel weird uh-huh and i've, I've passed that by my inhibitions yeah. are gone my ability to interact with people may be there but i'm not using it um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was the tipping started, point. Was the tipping point the Mormon roommate with the cable provider? That was definitely a strong sign, if nothing else. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was eating the sandwich that I got, and I was like, kind of suspicious of it the whole time. I'm just like, man, I I thought that smoked salmon was something else, but uh, it was like really thin and like it seemed dried, and I was like. There's also tomato on this. Wait a minute. This is, yeah, this is a BLT. <laughs> I'm eating BLT <laughs> right now. And I didn't notice until I was halfway done with the sandwich. Yeah. Um, you had finished, it was cut into halves, and you had completely finished one half, and then you brought it up to the table. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is a BLT. And then I was like, well, I already ate it, and I'm not unhappy that I have a BLT right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I just kind of kept on eating. You know, in hindsight, I'm actually more upset now that I didn't get to eat the smoked salmon sandwich. Yeah. Because it probably would have been very good. I've never had well, it. I- Listen, I was looking at your sandwich from across the table, too, and I i don't know if it was a trick of the light, but I thought the lettuce was avocado. There was avocado on there. Oh, there was? On the BLT? Yeah. Hmm? Okay, that makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Any eggs. Um, so I, uh, once I finished the sandwich completely was the first time it occurred to me to bring this up to the waitress. Mm-hmm. And I flag her down and I say, hey, I just wanted to let you know. Like, I got a BLT. I ordered a smoked salmon sandwich, and I received a BLT. I'm not upset. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to, like, set yeah. the record straight. In, the subtext of that, in my head, being, don't yeah. charge me for a smoked salmon sandwich, because that was more expensive. Yeah. And also, you're like, I realize I ate it all, so I have no proof. I, I, said, <laughs> I said, I realize there's no evidence that that is true now, but I had a BLT... <laughs> And I just wanted to let you know. And then she said, mm-hmm. oh, why didn't you say anything? And I said, I'm not a picky man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've said multiple times that when I order at a restaurant, it's a suggestion. I just want uh-huh. food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and she was confused because you like explained all this and you're like, I just wanted to let you know. Just wanted yeah. to set the record straight. And she's like, okay. Yeah. Like, like you could have said something. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, sorry. And then, like, walks away. And then I was like, why'd what you tell you her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what was the point of that? 
Like, where you're just like, trying to make her feel charged. bad. Yeah, and then I put that together afterwards, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. I don't think she knew that was what you were trying to communicate. <laughs> because I didn't. I was, I was, like, I was just like... Backwards way of complaining. <laughs> I know. I was like, why is... why is, What is happening? I just want you to know, I ate the whole thing. Yeah. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm not upset, but you screwed up. And the, But Sydney understood, too. She was yeah. like, well, he doesn't want to get charged for the salmon sandwich. I was like, oh, okay. Well, should we tell her? And then she brought us the check. And I was like... Yep, smoked salmon. Uh, did we put this on here? But then GE was paying anyway, because it was my travel day, so... Yeah. But, boy, oh boy, I really would have loved to have that smoked salmon sandwich. Yeah, maybe we'll just have to go back. Maybe. But, uh... Because now, <laughs> the thing is, at the beginning of that day, we said, well, the place we wanted to go was way too busy. Yeah. So then Sydney's like, well, you guys live here. Where's somewhere else we can go? We don't like, need out. <laughs> literally no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but then it was it was a really fun moment of just walking down the street and then saying, it that looks good. Out. Should not have. But we're the no. Wilsons. Yeah, you Jay, were, this is two times in a row we've fallen ass backwards into like a very good breakfast situation. Yeah, do you remember when we were randomly trying to get breakfast in... Chattanooga. Chattanooga on Mother's Day. And we sat down without a wait. No wait. We just walked right in and they're like, oh, we just opened. And we're like, perfect. <laughs> is there a table? And they're just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, we pretty much did the same thing. We were, we were just like, well, everything seems like food around here. Let's mm-hmm. just walk down this street and see if there's a food place. Because <laughs> we had conceded on getting breakfast. We we're just like, let's just get lunch. And yeah. we were walking down the street. We see, oh, what about that place? That looks like a restaurant. And then we're just like, it doesn't look open. And it looks way too fancy for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, well, you guys were all like, oh, that's too fancy. And I was like, ah, let's let's just go glance at the menu. It's in the window. Yeah. And then I'm like, it seems like there's like three or four good things on there. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. So then, Man. Yeah. We just walked in and they were just like, yeah. They didn't say they, they just opened, but they had just opened. Every yeah, place they, had def- they had definitely just opened their doors. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was great. Honestly... Uh. As well, um, I have no patience for menus with more than, I'm going to say 10 items. Yeah, too much. Too much. Rockneys, mm-hmm. figure it out. Actually, I want Rockneys to stay Rockneys. I want to be able to get, <laughs> I want to be able to get a Terminator burger and, like, <laughs> roast beef. As well as, like, I'm pretty, they have to have, like, Mexican food as well. They have, like... <laughs> Maybe. It's been quite some time since I've been to Rockneys. They have, every, they definitely have taco salad too. Like, yeah. wild. Well, what are your feelings? Pot pie. <laughs> what are your feelings on Cheesecake Factory? Cheesecake Factory, not a fan. I don't know. I don't know how they have that many things that that high of quality. But I also think I might be overestimating the quality of Cheesecake Factory. I had a phenomenal chicken sandwich there one time, and I still don't like it there. Huh. Just the whole vibe. Not a yeah. fan. Well, that's fair. Maybe we can dig into that later. But, Maybe. Um, we're hitting our upper limit. This last really one's kind are. of a half email, so I'm going to go ahead and read it. Also from I didn't Nick. finish this other email. I read the first item on his food rankings. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Second after best French toast. <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> best pancake. Average French toast. Best waffle. Average waffle. Average pancakes. Seven is peanut tea. 
Eight is sriracha bisque. Nine is probably Taylor's French toast. <laughs> Wait, and he spelled Taylor as a French person. No, as a, as a yeah, Canadian French? I don't know. What? It's like O-U-R-S. How do Canadian... Taylor? Oh. It's like color. Oh. Huh. I don't know. Hey, Nick. He probably French? spelled it wrong. Maybe he spelled it wrong on purpose because she keeps spelling Nick wrong. Oh, you know what? I bet that's what it is because he also spelled Taylor a really weird way earlier. <laughs> Dude, he's he's one step ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> we can't keep up. You can't get nothing past us, Nick. All right. Speaking of surprises, I was actually back in Brian and Sydney's neck of the woods for about a week here recently. Went back to North Carolina to visit friends and family, but I only told one of my friends because I wanted to surprise everyone else. She got everyone together and told them she had something exciting to share with them, and then I popped out from behind the building. LOL. Even made it down to Wilmington one day and went to Wrightsville Beach for a few hours. Heck also yeah. bought a climbing harness and some shoes while I was home. Excited to get in the gym and try out my new gear. Wow. That's so fun. Yeah. Plenty Better than my... <laughs> find here in Juneau. People are always putting free stuff out on the curb. It's expensive to go to the dump here, so they just put it out to get rid of it. Found a super nice rocking camping chair and a free desk one time. I must say, I'm shocked and appalled at the disrespect from Taylor. <laughs> you think you know somebody, and then they go and spell your name wrong twice. LOL, the battle has begun. Sincerely, your future emailer of the year. You see, that's the thing, is that, uh... I don't really know what the payoff is for the misspelling names joke. <laughs> I know. Because, <laughs> like, you and I get to enjoy it. <laughs> and, like, do they... Taylor just has to keep guessing. Yeah. Well, then, here's the thing. Like, I don't know if it changes the pronunciation. I, this is this is my kind of joke, because it's the one where you're really start thinking about who's benefiting. <laughs> this is exactly in our wheelhouse for jokes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him a welcome back. Alright. <laughs> but also rocking camping chair? Yeah, what is that about? I need that in my life. Well have you seen the one that Bronson has where it's like it folds and then like it's just basically like you, it's a it's a chair that sits on the ground, but it basically is just like a back tied to a seat so that you can lean back. Yeah, yeah, those are cool. Those I want to nice. know about this rocking chair. Yeah, but uh, we and then move on. And well, his tactic yeah. also of uh, only letting one friend know and then surprising all the other friends. Yeah, superior to my technique of not telling any friends, not hanging out with anybody, <laughs> and then leaving. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. I love yeah. surprises. Well, Brian, I feel like also, it, like, it, the chances are still minute considering Wilmington's a large city, but you could possibly accidentally encounter Nick at some point. I know. I know. What I might have a Lake Street Dive fan? Who what knows? in I... Lake Street Dive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that could happen. That would be buck wild if we were just getting emails from, like, the guitar player of Lake Street Dive. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he would have said something about the canceled concert, or the postponed concert, I would hope. Like, my bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe get yeah, free tickets? probably wouldn't be living in Alaska permanently. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. There's, there's still a non-zero chance. <laughs> there is. Let me check the improbability drive. Um, oh, oh, Brian, are you reading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I read it a while ago. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. All right, well, last email? Last email is also from Nick. 
starts with my bad. Forgot to place my bet as to who will win the Wilson versus Wilson Classic. I always seem to pull for the underdog, and seeing as how Brian has been out of the intense running game for a little bit, I think I'm throwing my bet on him really pulling one out of the hat on this one and winning by a hair. Okay. From Nick. I'm going right. to reply LOL to this one. <laughs> With the auto-generated responses. Because yeah. <clears throat> no chance in hell. When I was sick last week, I did take two days off. But also, I have not been running seven days a week, but I have decided I'm going to start running seven days a week. Okay. So. Well, I'm slowly losing fitness, so. Mm-hmm. Starting with yesterday, I'm slowly gaining. I need to do a time trial soon, too, to prove to you how easy it is to run sub-six. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> what was the fastest mile you've ran recently? I've been doing all of my easy days at... Just under seven minute pace, like six fifty mids. Okay. Yeah. Also, my apologies for the footsteps above me. That's okay. My the apologies sign cannot be seen from the first floor of this house. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies for, I don't know, every other white noise thing that's been in the background of my audio. All right. Yeah. Well, Brian, not gonna lie, I'm kind of screwed for school because we recorded for twice as long as I intended to. But yeah, I'm in trouble too. Really? I need to gather some loan documents for this townhome that we're buying. Oh. Yeah. So. Well, let's get let's I'm get out of here. Glad this is a mutually destructive podcast. <laughs> we just need to plan better. Well, why don't we record on Sundays? Brian, there was no time for me to record this week. That would have been not bad. Yeah. Well, I, if I would have woken up before, like, I told you I accidentally stayed up very, very late last night. No. Yeah, it was, like, one of those times where you just get carried away talking to folks. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, I, w I went to bed at, like, 3.30 a.m. Yeah. So it was bad. And then I woke up later, really threw my day off. I'm getting, I'm digressing at this point. I'm not helping the problem. Um, <laughs> well, Brian... Did you get everything off your chest you wanted to? Um, I want to say we do go to great lengths to make sure we record the podcast, but we still never really make it a priority. No. It's always the last minute, like, oh crap, we have to. Yeah. <laughs> so, but. I think we need to make it more of a priority, plan ahead a little bit, because we do have those letters from Aaron that we want yep. need to open on pod. We haven't forgotten about you, Aaron. We nope, just nope, are nope. terrible planners. Yeah, maybe we can release this one as episode 51, and then later release episode 50. I've seen people do that. Hmm. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. Um, I'll have to talk eggs. to our creative directors. Yeah, well, you know, I'm glad we uh, reincorporated the meta podcast conversation segment into our podcast. It was a well-missed segment. But uh, that's all we got for you this week, so thank you for tuning in once more. We apologize for the missed week. If you want to email in, the email is weekly po <laughs> weekly pod Wilson, um, weeklywilsonpod at gmail dot com. One more time, weeklywilsonpod at gmail dot com. Send us anything and everything that's on your mind. Answer any questions we've asked. Propose new questions to other listeners. Nick sounds like he has a very interesting life. I'm sure he has stories. Mm -hmm. um, spell each other's names you. wrong. Yeah, spell somebody's name wrong. Take a stab at how you spell Taylor. We've seen already more spellings than I could have imagined. Jay, but, uh, an even deeper level at the joke would be if they weren't spelling each other's names wrong, and we were just saying they were, and then they have to just keep guessing. 
<laughs> We're never going to tell them if they're right. We could have entirely made this joke up on our own. Maybe we have. Who are we? <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, but until then, and unless otherwise noted, my name's Jay Wilson, his name's Brian Wilson, and this has been The Weekly Wilson. A scoop up, a beep bop, beep bop, a doop a doop boop bop, reep up, beep bop, skip it a boop bop, beep bop, beep bop, roop a doop. Have you ever thought, because every time you do the outro, I always think of you just starting to sing our outro jingle. Oh, really? Yeah. Has that ever crossed your mind? Well, it certainly has now, Brian. What have I created?